All righty, back in here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterwin. Now, let's get to The Fan Focus. All right, leading us off. It was a popular one. It was very popular today. I know you guys know what's coming. If you don't, get ready. It's going to be fun. This is uh, the morning show. Daryl with his weekly appearance. And Lima and Daryl getting a little bit of a tizzy. Here we go. Yeah, the two days that we've seen him in the brief uh, 20 minutes or so, we get to watch practice. The stretching in individuals, he looks perfectly fine. So you saw him walking around the locker room. Yesterday, he was all smiles, so my well, anticipation is he'll play. looks perfectly fine. We're talking about a concussion. I, well, don't, I understand, but I, what, he's this not. Isn't, this isn't a hamstring injury, Daryl. I, I don't know I, how. All right, you, hey, hey, Lima, 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 Lima knock it off. Lima, knock Darryl? it off. Lima, don't come at me like that. Are you a neurologist, Daryl? I'd like to know. Knock it off. I'd like to know your Knock it off, Lima. I am telling you. I am telling you what I observe. Knock it off. Not in the mood for that today. All right, Daryl. Don't come at me like little, that. That's okay. disrespectful. Okay. Oh, God, Darryl, I'm relaying what get I yourself. observe. This is a fun show, and you're taking the fun right out of the show. Come on. Well, don't don't, don't come at me like, what are you, a neurologist? Well, you I'm said a guy with a concussion. Think about what you said, Daryl, for two seconds and analyze what you said. A guy with a concussion looks fine to play. We just talked this week about whether it's safe to have him out there, and you're just glossing right over a concussion like, it's fine. It's only the fourth he's had at least, Daryl. Even okay, you earlier in the week said you were worried about him, and now he looks fine because you saw him for 10 minutes. Now take your ball and go home. Daryl Ryder brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. That's insane. I will still reset it. It's okay. Thank you very much, Owen. Uh, well, you were too busy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, what, what, did it, what just happened here? We just the fans, what I observe, and I'm telling you what I observe. He looked good in, in the individual portions, not limited. Okay. Saw him in the locker room, walking around like nothing's wrong. That's all I said, and then you had to come attack me over it. it it's ridiculous. That's disrespectful. Daryl Ryder. First week of the season, and you got to pull that nonsense. I, I am, I am mesmerized right there's now. Just, there's just no, there's no bit to be that had. That was the most innocuous. That was the most innocuous question, Daryl. Ever. What are you, a neurologist? Ever. Yeah, you're right. That's innocuous. <laughs> Daryl, it's a concussion's a pretty serious thing. Of course it we, is. Ken's reactions are the best. On Twitter, 92.3 The Fan, you can go. I retweeted it from my account, at Jay Peterlin. You want to go uh, find that, and you can go ahead and enjoy that as well. I, Ken's reactions, I think, make the video for me. What made the audio for me was like 75 different things. But I'm not here to do a breakdown of it. But it is the fan focus, so I'm here to do a breakdown of it. All right. Oh, I'm not going to fence ride this one. I think Daryl was more right than... Lima was but I think Lima at the end of it actually seems like I think both come across well let's put it that way in the big picture of things okay yeah yeah I know a little shocking let me let me twist this for a second Lima comes across well because I do think he makes a, a solid point in suggesting that you know how can you see him just walking around and you think that's like he looks good? Now, obviously, that is completely empty of the idea that that's not really what Daryl was talking about. And I think that's where Daryl then is in the right. It's more miscommunication than I think it is anything. It's Lima needling a little bit, 
Maybe you shouldn't have asked about the neurologist thing. That was probably a little bit of a no-go. If you had to ask me my personal opinion on it, I would never personally ask somebody if they're a neurologist because you know you're just being snarky at that point. But I also don't think he ends up looking the worst out of the whole entire affair. I really don't. Uh, I'm going to say Owen loses it for taking Ken's read. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say I would say Owen out of everyone ends up looking the worst. Okay, how, do, how is that for choosing sides? How about that one? Uh, I'll be uh, joined by Lima at 11 o'clock on Sunday for the pregame show. Daryl pops in at 11.40. So will I try to reenact every bit of it? Only if I can play the part of Ken Carmen, where he weasels off in the corner. Uh, corner. Maybe that's the only way I'll do it, but I'll be more than happy to do it. And uh, we'll see what happens. Tune in. 11.40, Sunday, pregame show. Me, Lima, Daryl, part do. Man, I really avoided that a lot, didn't I? I threw enough jabs in there, though, that I feel like you guys are confident with me answering the question. And honestly, I can't go any deeper than what I went. Not because I don't want to. I just don't have the bandwidth for it. I, I'm not breaking that thing down like it's Game 7 of the World Series. It was a tizzy. It went a little further than maybe it should have. Fun morning for me, though. As a, as a, as a guy that just sits back and amuses himself, fun morning for me. All right, here we go. Uh, Dustin. Great story today, him meeting Dabo. Here we go. Dude couldn't have been nicer to us. I mean, sat down with us for like 45 minutes, um, answered every question, told us like we're, we're in his office, which is, by the way, probably bigger than most people's homes. <laughs> um, and like he like went around the room, like we asked him about certain things like like memorabilia and stuff, and he had a story for everything. Like he even told us how the Tiger Walk started back in 2008. Like it was pretty cool. And like... After we were done, after like 45 minutes of, of spending time with him, he uh, he's like, hey, hey y'all, uh, where y'all going to eat tonight? You uh, you need any help uh, getting in anywhere? And we're like, well, actually, we're trying to go to this place called the Smoking Pig. And he's like, hang, hang on, let me let me, uh, let me make a call. And so he, he picks up his phone, and I don't know who he's calling. He's like, let me, let me just make a call. And so he calls somebody. He's like, hey, uh, can you get our ESPN folks in uh, the pig tonight? He's like, hey, what time? He looks at me. He's like, what time? I'm like, like eight o'clock, whatever. And he's like, he's like, how many? I said seven. He's like, okay, done. And he hangs up the phone. And I'm like, who'd you just talk to? He's like, oh, that was Miss Miss Kath, his wife. <laughs> so he calls his wife. And he then he's like, well, let me uh, let me let me text you her uh, contact info. So he, he gives me, or he asked me for my phone number. And then he texts me her info. And then, like probably like fifteen minutes after we left the facility. He texts me and he's like, "Y'all are all set at the pig for seven at eight o'clock. Just ask for this person." And since then, he's like, "Texted me like three times. Like the guy's a, might be my new best friend." I uh, I'm a little jealous. Dabo is listen. Dabo is is an interesting character. Uh, he has been mass criticized. Yes, but there's a reason he is where he is, and it is not luck. That he is where he is. So I'm a little jealous. I when you you sent me like the the screen grab of the text, and I was like, oh, he's got Dabo in his phone. I was yeah, like, oh, how about that? What a win there! I mean, that's a card you can play. Is that eh, is that the most famous person you have in your phone? By the way, it might be one of them, dude. Look at that. I mean, I I, I texted him. I'm like, thanks, coach. So great to finally meet you. And then he responded back like just like a little bit ago. He goes, "You two, y'all have a great time at the pig. Order everything: brisket, pork, and chicken." 
Oh, what was that voice Dustin did at the end there? I know it was a southern voice, but it sounded just like... Wait, it's going to come to me. It's a show I've been watching. Oh, dang it. That absolutely sucks. I can't think of it now. I almost want to be like, hey, James, what shows am I watching right now so that we can go ahead and pause my brain enough to go ahead and, and like nail in on the show that I'm thinking of? I'll have it for you next segment. That was a fantastic impression of somebody I can't remember right now. Dang it. I have more faith in you getting your cup open than you remembering this show. You have a hard time with lids these days. I don't know why. I have a hard time. The lids are undefeated right now, it feels like. Hard time with lids. It's a great story, though. I So the only thing I really want to know is, did, did Dabo end up, did he pay for the meal? When he sets him up with the table, and it's seven people, so this is not chump change, but Dabo is a millionaire beyond millionaire. He could easily afford to buy seven people from ESPN dinner. Did he then also say, put it on my card as well? He's got his wife coordinating the whole entire thing. It would be a very nice move. Now, here's where Dustin's better than I am. Dustin would be great at keeping up a relationship with Dabo and like texting him and then them actually becoming friends. Me, I would be like, oh, listen, we had a nice moment. It was very nice of you. I appreciate everything you do, but you're too busy of a human to stay friends with me. So we're just going to let this thing go. And and then I'll just, I'll just like a, like a ship out to sea. I'll just, I'll just cast our friendship off and then that's where it will go. And it will inevitably just float out into the ether. And I'll be happy about it, and you know what? He'd be better off. Unless he wanted to hear my uh, my late-night drunk designs for a play, I don't think Dabo Sweeney and I need to be friends. That's what would happen. I would just get drunk and then send him uh, drawn-up plays on napkins and the photos of them, and then be like, hey, this play would be awesome. You should do it. And then he'd just give me back, like, the thumbs-up emoji, and then I'd say, hey, this play's awesome, and you should do it. And then it'd just be, that'd be our conversations. You don't need to be a big-time head football coach and be my buddy. It's it's okay. We're fine. Uh, next up, Baskin and Phelps on changes from last year for the Browns. We've been waiting for this season since they traded for Deshaun Watson. I'll buy that. I'll buy what you're saying. It's just it, The other part of it is, too, Jeff, when you look at the Browns' offense, what's changed? Um, when you look at your starting 11, Elijah Moore? Your quarterback. Sorry, Andy. But, I, I mean, he was your quarterback at the end of the season last year. That's why yeah, I'm not Yeah, I know, but, but it was – a. It was a different set of circumstances. I'm not making excuses for him because he didn't play the way that he wanted to or the way that the Browns wanted him to last year. He had a lot of time off. He came in after 11 games, blah, 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 blah. We've been waiting for this. All, all of his issues are behind him. He's here. He trained all offseason. He played in the preseason. He's been with the team. He hasn't had to leave the team. He's here. The offense is now tailored to him. I can't, I can't be convinced that it was last year. Seemed much more tailored to Jacoby Brissett, personally. It was Ted Lasso, by the way, guys. I was thinking of Ted Lasso. Odyssey Rewind. Go back and listen to the end of Dustin, and then contrast that with Ted Lasso. Sounded just like him unintentionally. But maybe Dabo is Ted Lasso, and we don't know about that. Uh, with Baskin and Phelps, though, yeah, everything comes down to Stefanski. It's not hard. I'm curious to find out with that tailored offense that Phelps was talking about for Brissett last year, how different it looks when it's tailored towards Deshaun Watson. I think that's the most fascinating thing about Sunday for me is figuring out what happens when he designs something specifically for Deshaun, kind of like our buddy Dabo did way back in the day when, you know, went to a little thing called the national title game.
All right, Cannon Lima on our buddy Jason Lloyd's hair. I saw Jason's hair, which I asked him the question that we are keeping a running tally on about him and uh, <clears throat> the job that he's doing. Anthony, he knows that we've been counting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also his hair, I, he's definitely bleaching that hair. Oh, yeah, okay. He's definitely bleaching the hair. There's not a chance in hell that's his natural hair color. He is He is definitely, Jason is a, a natural blonde. There is not a chance in hell he don't have any product in that hair. You, someone text Jason Lloyd right now or tweet him. I don't care. There is That is fake color in that Come hair. Come on. What? The beach in Avon Lake is just like Malibu, and Jason Lloyd spends so That's much true. time. That's true. Okay, right so he's using lemon juice maybe. That's maybe a little El Natural, but that guy is coloring that hair. There's no way that hair is that blonde. Okay? I would have no problem, like, if I, if I dyed my hair, which I've been accused of, I would have no problem just telling people, yeah, I dyed it. People you, do that with their beard. People have no problem. You don't dye your hair? No. If Are I did, you I would about that? Are you? If, <laughs> I would you tell sure you about that. I would tell you. I would have no problem. Are you I'd, sure about that? That's why? Yeah, you wouldn't have a problem. I think there's no problem. Um, you know, I, I called my sister's boyfriend out on that once about dyeing the hair because I, I just didn't think the color looked right. Yeah. And then after COVID, he's one of those that came back white hair. Oh, he looks em- great with the white hair. It. Embraced it. It was yeah. the best move ever. But some guys, <laughs> Owen's investigating right now. He's still I cannot looking. stop staring I at your I can't believe head that right is now. natural hair. Yeah. How? You're always stressed. How do you not have gray? And you know what? I remember it was is like. Is it the lasers? Eight years. Maybe it is. Maybe it is the Van Scoy lasers. Yeah, I mean, I might have a receding hairline since I'm 21, but I don't have any gray hairs. I have none. They're coming, I'm sure. But I'll never mess with it. If I get gray, I get gray. I'm not going to do the Stefanski thing where you you swerve way too into it. No, if it becomes gray, it becomes gray, and it is what it is. Because you can't go gray and then go back. Kind of like they're suggesting Jason did, where he went gray and then he kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Maybe he held on for a little bit too long. I don't think that's the move that you can do. I'm not accusing Jason of doing that. I'll find out for myself Sunday. He'll be on with us 9 to 11 as part of the you know pregame tailgate show. But I, yeah, no, I, if I go gray, I go gray. I don't mess with the hair. I don't do anything with the hair. I used to wear it up a little bit when I was in college, but it was just, it came off very douchey. That's all it is. It was not, it was not great for me. We didn't, that didn't last long. We, we learned better. We, we got better. We improved people. We improved. All right. Next up, last up, Nick and Dustin talking about Joel Batonio saying the Browns have one of the best rosters he's ever seen. Joel has not been one to say a lot of negative stuff in Cleveland. That's just not who he is. He's very much like Joe Thomas. I also don't remember him being effusively uh, effusively praising in moments like this where he's been asked about the state of the roster. I think he's previously said nice things. This is as effusive as I've heard anybody in that locker room about it. And, I mean, to me, what makes a truly great roster, and the Browns have had... All the bits of upper echelon talent that you want. They've got Miles. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got Denzel, right? There are two ways in which I think this has the rightful claim to be the best roster of the last five years, and and obviously since 99. One, it is the depth. I, I, I legitimately think you walked away or moved on from good football players uh, two weeks ago. I think there are guys who will end up latching on and having, whether it's as backups or whether it's as starters, There are plenty of guys you let go that I think are good NFL football players. 
That has not been the case the last two years, especially the wide receiver and defensive tackle. And then the, the obvious one is Deshaun Watson. If all things being equal, even if every other part of this roster was every bit the roster right on cue, it was equal to the 2020 roster, Deshaun Watson is better and should be expected to be better than Baker Mayfield because that's why you moved on from Baker so you could then trade for Deshaun. Well, I mean, listen, there's there's no doubt that Deshaun is a better a quarterback and a, and a much better upgrade over Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think that when you have that quarterback, it makes it much easier for um, for us to, to, like, analyze the roster. And I also think it helps, like, guys wanting to come play in Cleveland. Like, if you've got a legitimate franchise quarterback, I think that helps free agency. I think it, it, it creates a boost in morale, team morale, the culture, all those things. Now, Deshaun has to live up to it, and if he does, this team will absolutely be galvanized by it.